If you're like me, you might hear estate planning and go, ugh, gross. You might think to yourself, I'm not sure why I'd bother with that. Estate planning is only for the uber rich. Tallgrass begs to differ. Tallgrass founding attorneys Laurel and Riley think everyone should have an estate plan. They know estate planning seems untouchable to a lot of folks, like something you have to do inside a stuffy law firm of Stuffy McLawyer Pants Esquire. But I promise you, Tallgrass is nothing like that. For one, they work out of their home so their clients can feel at home. They obsess, because they're nerds, over making clients feel like they belong and are supposed to be there. Also, their kids might make an appearance. They will take time to answer all of your questions, even the uncomfortable ones. They will work relentlessly to make sure your plan is exactly what you need to feel secure and at peace. So if you've been putting off planning for what's going to happen after you've gone, it's time for you to give Tallgrass a call at 918-770-8940 and start your plan today. Or visit their website at tallgrassestateplanning.com and schedule a free initial consultation. For free! It's right there on the website. And of course, there's more, because this is a podcast ad. If you tell them you're a Pot for Good listener, they're going to take 25% off their service fees. Just tell them Pot for Good sent you. Stop thinking estate planning isn't for you and give Tallgrass a call today at 918-770-8940 or on their website, which I'm not going to read out to you again. It's in our show notes. Thank you, Tallgrass. Welcome to another episode of Pod for Good, a podcast where we learn from those doing good in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the world, why they care, what we can do, and most importantly, what you can do. Pod for Good is produced and edited by Random Productions and can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. If you enjoy what we do here, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode on the social medias. I am your chief philanthropod, Jesse Ulrich. And I'm your vice admiral philanthropod, Chris Miller. And this episode, uh, we talk with the fantastic, the fantastic Abba Hammond, the 2022 Typro chair. We talk to Abba about her, fi- her vision for a more equitable Typros. She tells us her journey to leadership, and we talk about why Tulsa can't tell us about upcoming construction and why that's the only really annoying traffic in Tulsa. It's true. We wouldn't have traffic if they just told us where to avoid, but they don't because they're sick bastards. Enjoy. We are very excited to have Abba Hammond on the podcast today. First off, let's talk about the problems you had getting to my house today. Uh, we talk about Tulsa traffic a lot, and I feel like we should jump right into it today. Oh so what my happened? God. So I mapped your address, and it told me that it would take 21 minutes to get to your house. And so I decided to leave at like 510 slash 505, 510. And I get out of my neighborhood, the street on 71st Street going into Tulsa Hills. First of all, they've cut into one. So it's not a double street. It's one street and it's rush hour. Everybody's trying to get home. And if you work downtown, you know, all the people that live in South Tulsa are trying to get back to South Tulsa. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it looked like a can of sardines. It was just packed. So me being a person that likes to think really fast, I was like, you know what? I can get through a neighborhood and then get on Lewis and then get to Harvard and then just go straight down. Harvard's going to be so unproblematic. I should have just stuck on Lewis. Cause when I got to Harvard, 
it was not a double street anymore too as well. It was one. <laughs> and people, I guess people didn't also know that. Yeah, because it used to be Lewis was cut down to one lane. I guess they yeah. moved it over. They <laughs> moved it. So people didn't know that. And so you could see like people panicking. <laughs> and I'm a defensive driver. I was actually, I was certified in defensive driving and mm. trained people when I was working at One Gas back in the day. Um, I trained people and they would get a certificate so they could drive our fleet and our rentals and stuff like nice. that. And so I'm like a heavy defensive driver because that's how I was trained. And so I knew what to do. I knew how to look like 60 seconds before everybody. And you could see how people were like not reacting. People were on their phones and things. And it was just very annoying. And so <laughs> I could see the time going back and it went back like 10 minutes. I was like, oh, and I text Jesse and I was just like, yo, I'm on my way, but like this traffic is insane. And then like 10 minutes later, I was like, nah, I got to call him because I'm not trying like, I, I can be tardy sometimes, sometimes, but in this case, I was doing everything right. <laughs> so it's not on me. Yeah. <laughs> Again, and like, what's funny is like this, we talked about this in the, in the episode that we released last time, which was from our live stream where we talked to Carlos and KJ about why can't Tulsa notify us, like put a sign on the street that's starting on yeah. this date, something's going to happen. They could tell us this. They know when they're going to yeah. start. Honestly, why other cities do that. Do that on the street, social media, tweet that shit. I will yeah. like, I will, look I will at follow that. the Twitter account. I will account follow on it. it. Like, be like Wendy's on Twitter. Like yeah. make it funny and it's snarky. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or, like, or Arby's. Yeah. Right. Which is just nihilistic and sad. <laughs> right. um, but like say like, hey, we're about to yeah. shut this street down so mm -hmm. don't don't look surprised we told yeah. you about this yeah. and that would be great yeah. but instead we're like we post like the most random thing have you realized that Tulsa Wells like Facebook group they post stories from other cities before they post stories from Tulsa really, really? and I just find or at least the algorithm brings those yeah. stories to me yeah so I'm just like I don't live there. Why the fuck am I reading this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I've seen it's some great of information. Yeah. Like, I'm, it's great I heard about this, well, but like. <sighs> I, I just want to know why something is happening. Like, I luckily went to our boxing gym uh, on the Broken Air Expressway instead of going up 11th. Because if I oh, go yeah. up 11th, I would not have been able to make it. They just know. completely shut off the the spot under the bridge yeah. at 11th going into downtown. I thought maybe it was okay, no sign, that? Route, but, like, I thought it was Route 66. I thought so too, but it's still closed. It's still closed. Yep. So it's I something else. I blame WPX. All right. That's why, because I, I was like, if it's not Route 66, I blame WPX because I remember when they were like, you know, because they're building that big ass yeah. building, mm -hmm. um, which we can have a whole different conversation yeah. about. What's that. going in yeah. that building? Tell us. Well, yeah. I mean, this has like a, a lot of office space and whatnot. And it's going to bring revenue to the city, which great. Yeah. But also thinking that downtown is very stagnant. Like if mm -hmm. Tulsa, like Tulsa is so congested and it's like a very small circle mm -hmm. and architecturally if we wanted to be better we would have to start building up which means building more roads that are like more above ground and mm -hmm. then more buildings on top so we have like an underground downtown and then an Ooh, above broad downtown be cool. but they're not ready for that and no. i will keep my ideas to myself so i think you have like um those like they have the thing they have at the fair like the like the above ground um not tram but you know yeah. uh whatever like, that is. like dallas and houston mm -hmm. like they have those and even though it's congested, it's not as stressful. Like going, I mean, yes, I lied. It is stressful. Yeah, but yeah. like yeah. my Dallas yeah. driving experience has not been one of, uh, of, of free happiness. But it's so and, fun because yeah. you have more things to do. I mean, listen, so. some of those highway ramps go up real high. And I'm like, what is happening? Where am yeah. I going? Like, oh, if yeah. I wanted an experience going to like Six Flags, I didn't want to go. Just go drive on the That's highways. True. Just go from mm. one turnpike to another turnpike yeah. to yeah. another. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, so rush. Yes. I was like, are there streets down there? I can't even see. Like, we're above the clouds <laughs> now. Oh right. yeah, no, I. 
<laughs> it's giving me like when um, Will Smith um, from Fresh Prince when Hillary, will you marry? Me? <laughs> like that's what it's giving me right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember the one time Chris tried. I think you were trying to surprise me in uh, Boston, and like the surprise had to be. Uh, shown earlier because you guys got lost uh, <laughs> and got from the wrong exit That's and right. so we had to find Cause, you. Because at the, at the same exit point, there was a sign for a town and mm -hmm. a street that had the, the same, same name. name. Yep, Cambridge. It was, for, it was the exit for Cambridge Street, and, and Cambridge. Also, but also the city of Cambridge. So oh, so, so if you exited, and this was, this was uh, what, 12 years ago? Yeah. So this was when the maps, uh, at the GPS was oh, yeah. not oh my as gosh, good at the time. I had to print the map quest. Yo, oh, that was yeah. such a yeah. time. But there was a huge book. It was like everyone's <laughs> gift to you was this massive book of maps of Boston. The problem was when you were lost, you didn't know where you were on that map. Mm. So the book was worthless. That same trip. One of my favorite was that we found a street that intersected with itself. Yep. Like you followed a street. What? It eventually curved, came back around and you were still in the same street, same name. And it intersected with itself. So yeah. there was an intersection of the same street with the same name. So like a roundabout adjacent. Yeah. yeah except it, it was, was a roundabout like really where like all the streets had the same name into, <laughs> into the roundabout. Yeah. That is yeah. That is stressful. Yeah, listen, yeah. Uh, Boston, driving, Boston driving, driving not for the faint of heart, uh, as I yeah. learned. Uh, yeah. You have to be okay making a left-hand turn into traffic where you're like, I'm just going to put my car in the middle of this because that's the only way I'm ever going to get out. And here we are whining about Tulsa traffic. I know, I know. I know. It, listen, the traffic, here, the traffic here is adorable except when they just randomly close yeah. lanes down and you're like, well, I, if I'd known, I could have gone another route. Yes. That and the fact that they leave nails around and you can have like four nails in your tires and you have to yeah. replace them really quickly. Yeah. yeah. Get on that, KJ, if you're listening. <laughs> get on that. Anyway, um, so... All right, I, I feel like we've we've done seven minutes of Tulsa traffic talk. I feel like that's good. You're welcome. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, th it's it's the niche stuff that gets us the small amount of, of <laughs> listeners that we have. So, well, since we're talking about traffic and roads, do we need to immediately talk about uh, tearing down 244, or are we going to save? Listen, that? I oh, I hope by now everyone knows my feelings about 244. <laughs> we just tear that fucker to the ground. I really. So. Even just bring it to the ground. Like it can just be a, I can't remember. About parkway. A parkway. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, just make it a parkway, you know, or again, I, we, we can't put roads underground here because, you know, of the water table and all the other things, but we can figure something out. Oh, you know, yeah. the city loves the degrees of separation, mm -hmm. pun intended. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, if, if you're not going to tear it down, at least put up, you know, sound walls that I-44 <laughs> has so we don't Look. hear it all the time. So <laughs> Yeah, that part. Listen, yeah, it's, it's weird. They only have those in South Tulsa. I know. Um, huh. Wonder mm. if there's a reason. Well, that. I find it interesting how good of shape I two forty four is in. You know why it's in such good shape? Because it has le less cars on it than all the other highways. So <laughs> that part. But anyway, yeah. Right, I, so so now eight minutes on roads yeah. and highways. <laughs> yeah. But uh, one one other thing related. I they did. I am glad that they um, they passed the new overlay for the area around downtown. Okay. Because that could mean greater infill to sort of expand downtown outside of downtown. So yeah. if we're not going to remove the physical barriers of the highways, you can at least expand the same kind of zoning you have in downtown to the area surrounding it. I so agree. you can have more uh, cheaper housing, more mixed use buildings, more, you know, mixed income, mixed family homes, yeah. stuff like that. So I agree. Yeah. Listen, build more, multi-use buildings and you know things will naturally you know price themselves mm. down a little bit so i think we need more single family, family homes, homes yeah. a good 30 minutes to an hour away from the city center that's here's the thing i you know we 
I think we could eliminate uh, the housing crisis if we just get rid of lawns. Like no lawns, just like single family <laughs> homes, like right up against other single family I homes. I like a good lawn. Oh, okay. I like a lawn backyard. versus. Okay, I was about to get say. Get rid of the front. The yeah, front. I'm fine. Yeah, no get front. rid of the front. Yeah. No front, but if we had backyards. Oh, we don't have to feel like I yeah. need to do anything yeah, if the, it's in the, the backyard. The, the, the front, it's just for you and your yeah, dogs. The front or is all for the other people anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. listen, it's all party in the back. So <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, all right. So now almost 10 minutes. 10 minutes. On that, so. yes. 10 minutes on road. All right. But let's get to Typrus. Okay. So. Uh, you are the 2022, again, was it chair? Yes. Present chair or just chair? I am present chair, so I took over the board first week of November. So That's yes. when you uh, you slayed the old president and took yeah. the crown? And I was like, David, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> but like, I can't really say that because he's the immediate past chair, so we're uh, still on exec. Yeah. And that's my friend. And I mean, his ghost. His ghost yeah, is past chair. His ghost is still. So I've met David. Like, you, you can take Ghost of chairs past. Yeah. It's just like it's a very like Christmas Carol situation. Yeah, with past yeah. That's my buddy. <laughs> yeah, and he gives great advice. I'm really excited to serve with him. Like still cool. on the same exact team. It is nice to have someone who has just done the thing for advice because they can be like, "Hey, don't start doing this thing." <laughs> hey, which is always my advice to people. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I thought I was real hot shit. I tried to do this. Don't do that. No, <laughs> I am hot work. shit, but I will say I have friends that remind me that I ain't shit. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. There are systems. And structures in place, and if you're trying to go against those, it's it's going to be a struggle. But but Typros has done good things. So let's not let's not, uh, <laughs> let's not view them like you know the justice system or you know redlining or you know the highway city system. of Tulsa. Yeah, mm-hmm. the city of Tulsa. <laughs> um, but so I imagine you've been involved with Typros for a while. Mm-hmm. So what made you like want to do this? So I've been in Typros since 2015. What. <sighs> My Cyprus story is really funny, actually, because I moved here from Ghana when I was a teenager, started 10th grade here, my whole family. And I think it's one thing when you're, you know, a child or a dependent and you're in school and then you go to college and you're, you know, the workforce is very different. And while I didn't have a culture shock moving to the United States, I had one going into the workforce. That shit was wild because they didn't teach me what I needed or didn't give me the tools I needed. And then I wanted a sense of community because all my friends had moved away or gotten married and stuff. It was just a different dynamic. And so I just wanted my own friend group, family, like my own like adult experiences. And I I remember seeing an event with Typros and a friend invited me. The first Typros event I went to was Next Now. And it was like super posh because I'm a bougie bitch. So, you know, it was a fashion show, and I think Camille um, Owens, well, she wasn't married at that time, but she was the um, chair for that, um, or the arts and entertainment crew leader, one of them. But it was her, like, she, her crew put that on. And it was wearable art. It was super cool, and, I mean, it started late, but it was still super cool, and we got mm-hmm. to dress up and experience that, and I was like, I, will f- I fucks with this. This is, this is dope. So to see something like that, and then I was like, let me see their other events. I was, I'm also an introvert, contrary to what everybody sees. I know <laughs> I'm out there and stuff like that. I'm a conditioned extrovert. So while I can speak in public and, you know, I'm a, I'm a trained debater and all that kind of stuff, I like to watch anime in my underwear and my, my own business at home. I went to a couple of pub clubs, and honestly, I would go to pub club and leave in like 10 minutes because <laughs> it was just too many people. Yeah. It was just too much noise and my I wasn't ready for that. And so I think my third pub club where I would just leave without people even knowing, mm-hmm. I didn't meet anyone, I was just like ready to go. 
um, Andrew Whittier. He was the attraction crew leader or co-crew leader at that time. I guess he had been keeping an eye on me. <laughs> and so like the third time when I was about to jet, he grabs me and he's like, no, I've been seeing you do this. You're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> grabs my arm and like, you know, hooks it. And he's like, I'm going to introduce you to people. And he introduces me to like people that are now like close friends of mine. I adore like um, Lacey, um, Taylor, Jessica Woolard, Nick Pollock, Jessica mm-hmm. Wiest. She's Jessica Hayes now. And, you know, it was just nice to, like, meet all these people. And Jessica Hayes told me when I asked, like, what's your advice for someone that's, like, wanting to jump in but doesn't know how? She was like, you get out what you put in. So you can start really chill, just go into meetings. Um, and you remember, like, once you sign up for a newsletter, which I think is weird because we're still trying to figure out, like, how to defi- redefine membership and track it being a data person that I am. <laughs> um, but at that time and still now, once you sign up for the newsletter, you're a member of Type Rose. Uh, I'm still a member. And I don't think I've been to anything in probably five years. See, now that you know years. me, I'm about to drag your ass to events. I'm 40. I aged out, right? Isn't that, isn't that the... You can't, you can't serve in leadership at 40 but you can still participate and i mean we we have like a little nice seasoned group of people there in that age that are still like involved andy's like still, I, think, I think yeah i think andy's still well, I mean, yeah, andy's involved. forever going to be a type yeah. of person yeah. like y'all can say shit about andy. i mean uh, maturity wise we are certainly not 40 so yeah, that's, yeah that's exactly that's you're fair. technically like 29 yeah there you go so mm, <laughs> that's yes, this, we, we have the constant maturity level of a 29 year old yeah so. period i would say tw- oh, we've aged the, up yeah tw- I, yeah maybe 22 <laughs> yeah exactly when are we when were we at our dumbest uh we're way more bitter though than we were twenty two. Much more cynical. Life has beat us down more. Cynical and yeah. self aware. So we had like... a lot more unearned confidence at twenty two oh, yeah. than oh, yeah. we've been beaten out of. Yeah, we don't. Oh, I, I, don't I don't walk with the swagger I did at twenty two. I so. say bring it back. Shit, <laughs> not that right. you have that self awareness. Yeah. Just be like, shit, I know this shit. That's and right. Well, there, I can be there, confident. There is a confidence that comes from not giving a shit about what other people okay, think anymore. Okay, that's what so. I enjoy yes. about where I'm at right now. Like, I don't give a fuck. I love saying that. Well, like. I was at, you know, the Boomtown Awards and I was like, I enjoyed watching people who saw each other more often than I saw them <laughs> and like watching like the sort of the friend click group sort of separate and do things. And I was yeah. like watching to see like who's and what. And yeah. uh, it was really fascinating. To, did you did you stay for the after party? Oh, yeah. I remember I, I, I took video of you hitting a, a, a golf ball or attempting to hit a golf ball. That's right. <laughs> which, which, again, was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I ended up uh, talking to a lot of people mm-hmm. just around the fact that none of us could hit golf balls, which was a, a signifier or <laughs> yeah. something for sure. Because then Josh showed up and started hitting them like 200 yards. I'm like, white man. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out of here, Whitey. That's yeah. right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Those, but, those type of things, it always just matters who you're who you're doing it with. That's true. Right. But like it, it, it has changed so much because in 2015, when I was part of it, I, I don't know. It was I'm not going to lie as a black person in that um, community. It was I was definitely tokenized, but I didn't really have a problem with it at that time because I was also not radical at that time. So you haven't been radicalized by the internet yet? No, I mean, and the internet did not radicalize me, Chow. It was the whole 2016 election that, like, got me. Because I was already, like, there, but I wasn't as outspoken. Mm-hmm. And and then Trump became president. Yeah. yeah. So that's that one, one of the reasons I'm back here now, too. So. <laughs> right. And so, like, the, again, like, it, it's going to be, like, 
multiple decades and lots of studies done about, about 2016, years, yeah, those yes. four years and what's going to happen because <laughs> of it. So hopefully more good things, but I, hope, I um, don't foresee that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, after she said that for me, it, it clicked and my first um, meeting, I met Andrea Pemberton. She was my first type of friend, like where we, we're intentional about our friendship and now we're both on top where she's executive director and mm-hmm. I'm chair. So it's a nice little full circle moment. I plan on doing a social media post sometime later in the year about like how we started and where we are now. Because That's cool. It's just really nice to see like your friends that mm-hmm. like have been through that journey with you. But yeah, it, it, it was just really interesting. And I became a super volunteer, just went to a lot of events, um, landed my services in terms of volunteerism because I, I wanted to start to believe in Tulsa and then also create spaces for myself where I felt safe enough to just be who I am. And while it started at Typro, I did have to step away in 2018, 2019, because I felt like we weren't on the same path of growth and evolution. I was just, I was very radical at that time. I also was very intentional about who had access to my energy and my ideas. And um, at that time, I didn't feel like Typros deserved it, to be honest. And I was not on leadership team. I had applied. I was rejected. Like, it was just too much, you know, and I felt like, you know, the work will still go on. You need to take a review. I started at one guess at that time. So I was just like, I'm just going to take a little break. Daniel Regan actually was like, don't just like drop Typros take a break, just do other things and then come back when you're like different. And while I left, it was so interesting to see it from like the outside looking in because I was so deep in it. And so I'm thinking like, we're the best and we do all of this shit. And then like I go out and I'm just like, this is why black people are not joining or this is why people of color or people that are marginalized, you know, because there's a certain level of upholding a structure that, you know, is not conducive for people of color or doesn't give them any advancement because there's so many opportunities mm-hmm. for typos. My network base has expanded like thrice. It's insane. But at the same time, I'm like the only, like I was like the only black person there or it felt like I was the only black person there because people weren't like staying. Um, and so I got an, an email like in 2019 from uh, Malachi Blankenship where he was like, I nominated you to be chair. And it was like right at the height of like all the social unrest, get it, like election year, like all of that stuff. And so, you know, I know Typers was definitely doing inventory and was like, nah, we can't keep going like this because they also had like leaders on the board that were people of color and just leaving without finishing their term or are not happy. Um, and so they were like, we have to do better. And so me doing inclusion diversity work and um, oil and gas in the corporate space, I was like, at first I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to give three years of my life, like if I get it or whatever. And, you know, I had to talk to my mentors. I remember talking to like Mana and like other people. And I was just like trying to talk myself out of it. And then they were <laughs> like, I mean, if you don't want to do it, do it. But like, honestly, if you did it and you actually got it, can you imagine like how much of a difference you're going to make because they've never had a black chair. And I was just like, all right, here's how I approach this. I will still interview and just be myself. And if I don't get it, that's fine. But if I do get it, I guess that's fine too. Like we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So 
Honestly, this one, I, I was more like, I might not get it because I was going up against people that were currently like crew leaders mm-hmm. in there. Like they've they've done good work to as well as my friends. And sat in that interview and I was just honest. You know, I, I, I didn't lie. I didn't like, you know, make shit frou-frou or whatever. I was just like, this is, you have three paths and you can actually take it. Like you have a path with this person, this person and with me. And this is what it's going to look like if you're going to have me lead in this organization. First of all, you've never had a black person lead in 15 years and you're going to finally have one. You don't know how it is to lead as a black person, lead with a black person, but like also what does opportunity look like for people of color? Like we have to actually address that. We have to be more cognizant about how we're upholding like racist structures or even like given to microaggressions and why people of color don't feel comfortable enough to stay or comfortable enough to be like, I will give more of my time to type roads. Now we have like Blueprint 918 and all these great organizations coming that are creating those spaces for people of color. So what can type pros offer for these people is the question. And for someone like me that has been creating space for the last five years, for people that look like me, it gets tiring when all I have to do is create space and create space. I would like someone to create space for me, you <laughs> yeah. know? Okay, so the, 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 this is going to be interesting because I noticed at that Boomtown Awards, I was like, like all the- All, all the, the winners. All, all the grantee, yeah, all the grantee winners. The person of honor was uh, Tyrone Billingsley II. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, these are all people of color. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I'm happy just to sit here and clap for these people who are doing <laughs> awesome stuff. And I was like, is this, but I was like, is this, are they presenting this to me? So I feel this way or is mm. this, what, is this what's actually happening? So mm-hmm. you can answer that question for us. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I honestly, I was very happy that, cause I didn't have to tell them. First of all, I was chair, I was chair elect at that time of the year, this time of the year. And I was like, I'm not about to overexert myself and start doing stuff. And then people think I'm chair right now. David is still chair. So, and people really did think I was chair at that time. And I was like, no, 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 it's next year. Calm down. <laughs> and so the foundation, there's the Typros Foundation and mm-hmm. then there's Typros. And the foundation is the one that chooses a guarantee, the grantees, not guarantees, the grantees. And, you know, deals with like, and then the awards I think it's both Typros and the foundation that does that. Um, and while I sat on the found, I sat on the foundation board, and you know, it was just, it was a really interesting to just see how that works. This year, I think, I, oh, no, I don't think the reason why it was also a black sweep like that was because it was dedicated to Greenwood and Black Wall Street in commemoration of the centennial. So it will make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, come next year. We're going to see if it really was performative or we really wanted to help. And But the way it was done, I don't think it was performative. And I think that is something that's going to be built upon. Um, because like looking at the crew members of the year, for example, there hasn't been a lot of engagement because we were in a pandemic and we're now coming out. So I just think that it's going to be a lot different going into 2022. But I was very happy and proud to see that they were looking at all these groups and seeing how they were giving back to North Tulsa or telling the story of resilience or just being themselves and, you know, walking in their purpose. And so it was just really nice to see that 
I didn't have to be that black person saying, give these awards to black people versus y'all experiencing their magic and their power and seeing that they can actually do that. And then honoring them for the work that they do, mm-hmm. which is what everybody wants. The young professionals, like we get a lot of rejections and no's. Type rose should be that space that it shouldn't be a no. It should be a yes or a, let me see how I can make this work for you. Or let me connect you with this other person. It should never be a no to an, a, a young professional. Um, and so that's my like that's one of the things I want to do for us where opportunities are endless, but like they look the same for everyone, but they're equitable where people it's not like a one size fit all. It works for you in this way, it works for this other person this way, and that's fine. And I, I know you've just taken over as chair, but since you have been back with the organization, mm-hmm. have you seen any changes or evolution from when you left? Yes. Um I like how you used to, you were like the children, like the Snapchat and the TikTok. <laughs> the children are in type rose because <laughs> yes, I feel right? hella old. Like they're all like, it's so weird. It's, you, got, you got Gen Z showing up in type rose you now. You really do. And it's so beautiful <laughs> to see. And like, I was there five years ago. Our board weren't like the, the average lifespan of their type rose years is probably like a year and a half to two years. If like, I think I'm one, me and Andrea and maybe like David and Chelsea was the oldest because Chelsea was there when I joined, but now she's, she's rolled off and she in Mexico, good for her. Um, but I, it, it kind of, I become like a historian, but you, I hate it when I say things like back in the day, we used to do this mm-hmm. because I don't like it when it's done to me. Right. Like. It's okay for you to reminisce, but unless you're going to give me something that's going to help me, don't back in the day me to guilt me into something. And so I'm very cognizant about how I present like, hey, this is what Typros was like. And we had a pandemic, we level set. We want to do things differently, more inclusive, but we still want to have that spirit of like, Type pros, because man, we used to work hard, but we played hard. I remember the old mm-hmm. boom towns where at the after parties, we'll pass a bottle of fireball and just be <laughs> taking shots and freaking dancing. And the next morning, everybody's like sloshed and wanting to like go eat breakfast, but like can't get out of bed. Like that's the kind of <laughs> shit I miss. You know yeah. what I mean? And like it's a family. So like people are getting married in type rose and like having babies. And then I go to all these baby showers and things. And I'm just like, oh. It's like, where's the fireball? <laughs> no, but the, fireball. no, these baby showers have like alcohol there. Don't play. <laughs> yeah. They do not, they do, I've never been to a dry baby shower <laughs> ever with my yeah. type rose people. Like that will be a mimosa bar and then there'll be hard liquor mm-hmm. and then they'll like, you know, it'll be like the juices for the mom and stuff. But like, she'll be like, yeah, I'm taking this juice shot with y'all. It's so cute. But like, <laughs> it's just, it's just really nice to like celebrate just like life changes too. But like type rose gave me that family that I was looking for. Well, I think it's, I mean, I think it's hard for all of us to remember the fact that like <clears throat> high school was supposed to transfer college. It didn't. College is supposed to transfer our life after college. It doesn't. Yeah. So we never know going into the next phase of our life how to do anything. Yeah. yeah like, we don't know what a nine to five or eight to five job is like right. going into it. Like we learn that on the fly and that is not the best way to do any of this. Yeah. I agree. I, I'll say it like this high school and college is a farce because, and it needs to change. Especially with this inflated prices, something needs to get because yeah. this is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. They operate in abstract like mindsets. And then when you get into 
the workforce, you have to be practical and more realistic. Mm -hmm. And I wish that they had trained people in being more practical in high school and college. And then like include, like if you want to do a gap year, you can, you know, and like mm -hmm. figure out what you want to do or go learn a skill. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Like they don't give, like it's very hard to get the chance to try something first before you, you spend your it. career doing it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So like tertiary schools are, are huge for me. I like technical and well, mm -hmm. we all say technical schools. I say tertiary schools cause it's after high school, but like, where you learn a skill mm -hmm. and you decide oh, I can fucks with this or not. Mm -hmm. And then you can make money off that skill, but like also raising the minimum wage. So people don't feel like they're losing as they are trying to figure out what works for them so they can thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, yeah. I mean, and along those lines, I mean, we taught whole generations that they're supposed to graduate high school and go to college. And that's the only way to be successful and have the American dream and indirectly, it, it created a situation where we're no longer valuing technical jobs, even though some of them are fairly highly, highly paid. They're, they're felt less for yeah, doing listen, those. If and I, yeah, if I want to be a plumber, I could be living a lot more comfortably than I am now. And right. like, I could go do that, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's the thing though, there is how it's presented yeah. to right. you. Like mm -hmm. the link doesn't make sense to a lot of people because of these middle class jobs or middle to lower class jobs. It, it, it looks dirty. So right. for example, with immigrants coming here and stuff and they're stealing our jobs and things like that. Okay. Will you go pick apples in the field? <laughs> will you go clean a bathroom or would you like, you yeah. think it's beneath you, but mm -hmm. they're making a living. And then you think like now they're beneath you mm -hmm. versus if we actually said, Hey, all ways of living is even sex work. Even like mm -hmm. it's you're making a living yeah. instead of putting people down about that and just having like, show the value in that then if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. Like I was in Walmart two weeks ago and this man walks up to me and he's like, you did your makeup? And I was like, yes, I did. And he's like, do you want to go work in the, in the mortuary and put makeup on dead people? And I said, no, sir. And he's like, oh, it's because you're sick of dead people and stuff. You don't, it's beneath you. I was like, no, it's just not my calling. And he was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's not my it's not yeah. my purpose is what i said mm -hmm. that's not my purpose but also don't just don't come up and say that to strangers that's weird okay. that yeah. was weird i mean that's weird but like, but and i like a good beat like i love playing with makeup and things like that but like for me my purpose in life is to be a person of resource mm -hmm. and help people see their superpower and i can't do that to dead people they're yeah. already dead yeah. so <laughs> the, yeah, that's fair their superpower is being dead uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, rest in peace but yeah. i can't help you <laughs> but no i mean it's it is a great point that you know if we valued you know, jobs the same. And, and sure, there's always going to be some level of pay discrepancy for different type of jobs. But I, I mean, using terms like unskilled labor, you know, it's if you're, yeah, yeah, I mean, I put myself through college working in restaurants and those are jobs that are called unskilled. And I can assure you, they take a lot of skill and a mm -hmm. lot of hard work to do those. And also how people can market themselves and brand mm -hmm. themselves is also a thing because they don't know that they're accumulating all these skills mm -hmm. so they can actually like advocate for themselves and say, no, I actually have experience in this, that. Because yeah. you go and you see these jobs that are asking for masters and stuff and wanting to pay you like under $45,000. Yeah. It's like, crazy? I'm still waiting for that master's degree to be helpful. <laughs> What's your master's in? Uh, Near Eastern Judaic Studies, so nothing useful. Uh, you said what? Near Eastern and Judaic Studies. Let me go through your, your course list and I'll tell you what you can do with it. I can, be, I, can be, I can be a college history professor, of which there are no jobs. Nah, so. uh, let me see. Let me go right. through it. I'm going I'm to I'm let it's you know. It's a lot of Jew stuff. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, 
there, there is a weird disconnect between yeah. how we educate people. And here's the thing. I'm not against just like the college experience. I think it's no. good because again, coming out of high school, you don't know what you want to do. You don't know what's out there. Right. You need to take things and learn new things and meet new people before you decide what your career is going to be. But there needs to be a transition phase that currently does not exist I where you're like, okay, now you're going to have to go to bed early because you're going to have to wake up every <laughs> yeah. single time. And you know, uh, sometimes you're going to get paid for lunch. Sometimes you're not going to get paid for lunch. It just depends <laughs> on where you live. Uh, deal with that. It. You shouldn't have to pay thirty grand a year though to figure out who you are and get a college you really experience. Should I agree. Not. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> you know. Uh, listen, you know. I'm with you. Yeah. Um. You know. I didn't. Are you hearing this? Because. <laughs> you know, and I I do know now. There's like especially at least in Tulsa. There's there. There's that program where. TCC will give you two free years and then you can transfer yeah. to OSU mm-hmm. for the other two. We yeah, took any, advantage any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So every, my, my family, cause like, okay, so all of us, my older sister, me and my twin sister, my brother, we were, um, undocumented DACA, DACA people, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have DACA. And then my youngest sister, she's a citizen. So she was born here. Um, and so when I graduated high school, I went to TCC I couldn't get at that time. Uh, the two free two years wasn't open for dependents or immigrant kids, so we would still have to pay. Um, and my dad paid. My parents paid the first year, but then we got like scholarships. I was a provost scholar and stuff like that, so I was able to like we were able to like like get out of that debt free. But when we were done with that, they had a transfer scholarship, and I went to ORU with that transfer scholarship. I got half a half a whole person scholarship, so like. We knew how to like work and like make sure our grades were good so we could get certain scholarships so we can pay for school because I didn't want to burden my parents. My, like none of us wanted to do that. Um, and we were all able to at least get out of undergrad debt free with zero student loans. So with my like youngest sister, I, I tell her this all the time and she used to be mad about it. But I was like, I don't say this to like frustrate you. I say this because you really, you can get all the knowledge that we've accumulated and knowing that we're immigrants, like we give it to you and you having your citizenship, you're able to have access to it easily. So mm-hmm. this should not be a problem for you. So I told her her senior year in high school, and she thought I was playing. I told her when she was about to get into start the senior year, I said, you should have applied for colleges and you should be hearing back by the fall. So you know how much you're getting from them by the spring and it should be a full ride because you have the grades you have the volunteer you have everything Mm -hmm. and she thought i was playing and i said listen to me and listen good i don't repeat myself if you don't have a full ride by april i am driving you to tcc and you're going to enroll and get those free scholarships i'm not i'm not paying for your undergrad um and she thought i was playing so she didn't she she took the act late she did all of she was Uh, like taking her time and just senior yearing and just having a good time and i love you rabina (laughs) <laughs> but you had to learn. And April rolled around and I, me and my older sister, we sat her down. We we're like, okay, so how much do you have? And she's like, oh, you gave me $10,000. So I'm going to go to OU. And I was like, girl, $10,000. That's peanuts. Get in the car. And we drove her to see. She was pissed. Like she was hot. But it was a wake up call for her. She got a job. She, um, and I thought she was going to take advantage of the two years. She got a job, saved, worked reapplied got like maybe like 75 percent of her schooling like funded for and then got like loans but like not student loans like the ones that you can pay off and like mm-hmm. it builds your credit did all her research and she was in ou in a year 
Nice. And but she had to learn because she thought I was yeah. playing. But like, and we were telling. So after that, she was like, anything she, any decision she would have to make about money. She's calling me on my older sister, like, hey, what she doing? She was able to study abroad. She was able to do nice. like all of these things that she wanted to do. Internships. She would call me. I was working at Wine Gas at that time, and she got an offer from Wine Gas, One Oak. Conoco Phillips and I was, she was like I'm not sure what's doing I was like go with your gut but like pay attention to how they're offering you money how they're talking to you like if they actually want you she went with Conoco Phillips and now she's been working at Conoco Phillips like right out of college like nice. with oh. a really good salary yeah that's because like I was there to make it practical for her so she didn't have to experience the culture shock that I experienced mm-hmm. getting out of college and going to the workforce yeah and I wish that a lot of people had that, you know, I'll always be who I needed for myself to other people. So, and that's why I want to do like, that's why I'm in Cyprus. So I wish people would see it more as a resource where you can come in and I don't know if I want to transition into this sector or if I need the skills and we're there to help you. Yeah, we have fun all the time. We throw good parties and we drink and shit. Mm-hmm. But we also want to actually equip young professionals with the skills they need to thrive in Tulsa. Because Tulsa is very hard for young professionals. But once you're in, you're in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's go back for a second. Did you say you have a twin sister? I do. I do have a twin you sister. Have a twin. Yes. I'm, I'm always fascinated by twins. Because uh, <laughs> I, I never truly knew if I had a twin, if I would hate that twin or love that twin. Uh, I really do, it really depends on the personality of said twin. She's <laughs> an extrovert and I'm an introvert. Oh, and she wants to go everywhere. Like every single day she's like, so what are we doing tomorrow? Are we going out? And I'm just like, girl, I just want to, I just want to stay in bed. <laughs> and I can't even do that. Cause I have, I have things to do. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, she, she is the life of the party. Anyone that meets her, loves her. She's like four, nine and like five, seven. We're fraternal. She has a cognitive dis- disability, so I'm her caretaker too as well. But she is phenomenal, and I'm trying to have an arranged marriage for her. So if you know any single guys out there, <laughs> let me know because she's like ready to get married, and she's always telling me. So, and I don't like shit. I'm trying to take care of myself. So, yeah. <laughs> so yes, fascinating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, so okay, so it's where this is. We're recording this, I mean, like two days before the episode's coming out, but it's Thanksgiving week and we're, we're near 2022. So what is, what are your goals for, for what, what, once you take power and, and murder David on a stone? <laughs> I'll have his blood gushing through yeah. the stone, mm-hmm. and like going to a ravine, yeah. Yeah. you know, into a little bowl and I'll have like a blood sacrifice. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> Christian and I love the Lord. Um, no, honestly, I'm a very foundational person and I've also accepted that the fruit of my labor is not going, I'm not going to see that and that's fine. But what I want to do is build a stronger foundation so whoever comes after me can build on top. My legacy is going to be just making sure that opportunities look different for people of color and people that never had the opportunity to thrive in a space like that. And that means taking inventory and calling out shit that I don't think should be done in the organization and making people feel, not feel, making sure people are supported um, and just doing doing just being that resourceful person that I, I always, and I know it's like super abstract in the way I'm mm-hmm. saying it, but honestly, it's as simple as that. Like we, oh, I'm not going to say it. I almost spoiled it, but we have, we created a new crew, but I'm not going to tell you what kind of crew it is. Oh. It's pretty, it's, it's really, it's, it's, uh, it's something that is needed. Um, and we will, we will be launching it soon, but is we it, have is our it, is, it the tra- is it the traffic crew? <laughs> Yo, traffic and architect. No, that's urbanist. Uh, yeah, that'll be under the urbanism. That's Colby's territory. Right? Yeah. Well, Colby's no longer no, crew true. leader. So that's Jamie and 
Cody. I don't actually, y'all don't even know who our new leaders I don't, are. I don't. We I haven't announced anything yeah. yet, but we will. Okay. We will. Um, we, we have a new, um, we have already picked our new chair elect, so you'll hear about that soon. You'll see our new leaders, you'll see the new crew. Um, and it's just going to be a lot of change where people feel more supported. People know that Typros is a place of resource for opportunity. Um, and then we'll just have really fun events, but really meaningful, resourceful events that's going to help people advance in their professional mm -hmm. careers. How can, how can we help? How can people help yeah. you Me? and Typros? Give me money. I'm yeah. kidding. But like, honestly, um, just show up for things. We're trying to like fix our CRM so we can track membership. And <laughs> so we will redefine membership so people can do it based on what they're comfortable with. And then if you know any companies that want to sponsor us, um, please send them our way because we will never turn down money. <laughs> um, I feel like you should get a CRM company to sponsor you and then you can use their software. That would be dope. Do you know any that I mean, are like HubSpot, if you're stuff? listening. Um, okay, there's right. Gotta, there's got to be a CRM company uh, in Tulsa now. There's got to be one. I know. So. Well, there's... Um uh, what is the one that, that sets up Salesforce for uh, nonprofits? Oh, uh, it's, a Simeo. Well, I wasn't thinking a Simeo. This no. was it's one of the it's one of the GKFF um, subgroups. Their their tech team. It's talking yeah, about right. you, you you interviewed with them at one point. Okay, well, I interviewed with a lot of people. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, you're not talking about Tenso though, right? No, 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 no. That's more like funding. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a great because when I was um, when I was on the board for a different nonprofit. Um, we brought them in and, and they did, they set up Salesforce for us with all, and did yes. see super cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did, I might have to see. Oh, is this like 501 Tech? That's it. There, there it go. is. Okay. 501 Tech. Hmm. Let's talk more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, nerd to uh, build Salesforce things, which again, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Salesforce. Yeah, no, I get it. I, uh, I use it. <laughs> I use the work. I use the, I've used both the nonprofit version yeah, as also like, the for-profit version. It's great because you can make it do everything on their hand because it does everything. You have to bring in a professional to set it up so it can do the things you need it to do. Like, oh my God. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like soft credit should not be that hard to program into a thing. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, one thing with, with type pros that I always felt that if I wasn't actively volunteering that I didn't know how to stay connected and stay supportive. So that's, that's a struggle I've had just on my own. I'm not asking you to, to solve that for me, but I am curious, like what, how can people who want to be sort of indirectly involved in type pros don't want to be a super volunteer like yourself how they can still kind of stay connected podcast <laughs> yeah man that is true are you offering he's always i'm always like we, we personally need to talk though yes, I, like, I, I, there are some things i need to talk to you about in that area <laughs> but i will say this like you are right because you know like type pros is inherently known for the way it mo mobilizes people to volunteer mm -hmm. and that's great but we also need to take care of our own, which is like while we're giving our time and whatever, if we're building these spaces, people should be able to just come in and enjoy it. And I feel like people do to an extent, but they also feel bad that they're not volunteering. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So how like um, feels like you're not it feels like you're not earning the fun because you're not. Right. right. So I'm regurgitating. You're saying, how can I like not volunteer and not feel bad a which little. is fine just well, but, but like keep up to date because like maybe yeah. i mean sometimes you don't have time to volunteer but you want to feel stay connected and know what, what i mean is i happening. get the newsletters yeah but... the newsletters are there but honestly for me when i wasn't like volunteering i was telling people about it and mm -hmm. just like connecting people or just be like hey let's just go to an event together mm -hmm. and then they go 
I used to do this and it's just so funny. The year that I left or I took a hiatus from Typros, two or three people that I had invited to an event that I was chairing, um, they applied and then they were on the leadership team. So like they actually made it to the board and I was gone. And it was <laughs> um, Joel Garza was like, he was like the sustainability crew leader or something. He texted me, he was like, how dare you leave when you <laughs> drag me to this place? I'm now in the leadership and then you like disappear. But like, I was so, I was going through stuff personally and mm -hmm. I, I, I wasn't in a good you were space. You like, new number, who dis? <laughs> basically. But I mean, I supported it from afar, which mm -hmm. was, I would go to events that I felt like I had the capacity to take, but I would always tell people about type rows. Mm -hmm. you, know? well, you, I mean, by taking time for yourself, you gave space for other people exactly. to, to take on leadership roles. Like you can't have the same people over and over again. And over again. Yeah. And I yeah. always said that, like the work will continue and mm. the people that are supposed to do that work will do it. And I think that's the mindset that people need to have. Like when it comes to volunteerism, it's not always on one person to do it. And mm. that's why nonprofits struggle. Yeah. If they like let go of some of the things they need to let go and let people actually step up and do the work. Yeah, learn to say no, for instance, when you work for nonprofits or learn to let other people, you get a mute me or something. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, not, sure which sound I'm not sure which one. Yeah. I'm uh, crying. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> but that's the thing. We're, we're airing some of Jesse's dirty laundry, dirty laundry. When, he worked, when he worked for nonprofits. Oh, uh, yeah. But that's the thing. Yeah. You know, like the work will always happen. And sometimes you like you have to let people fail mm, or true. let them ask for help. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. Type Rose, our events are not like super professional where it's like, I expect this to be like going off without a hitch or something. Mm -hmm. it's, it's young professionals doing shit for us so we can have fun. Mm -hmm. So like the expectation that it should be like all of this, like everything should be intact. It's not like half the time shit is not running well. Like Boomtown. There, there were some moments. I, I have some notes. Uh, <laughs> we were very, no, look, I'm sure you did. Like between the mic and all, like we were stressed. Okay. Yeah. It was just hella stressful. Mm -hmm. we're, like uh, Chase was very tired at the end of that. Uh, <laughs> I was sober. Okay. And usually I'm, I'm pretty like lit and stuff. Everybody was drunk around me and trying to buy me drinks, but my stomach cannot take, I had to force myself to drink a protein shake that day. So I had like some kind of nutrients in my body because I couldn't eat. I, like I was just, I was stressed. Here's the thing, it, yeah. it, it was fun. And like the things that didn't go perfectly right kind of added to the aura of the whole thing. It, it was, it was nice. like young professionals so, doing young professional yeah. shit. Cool. Like, sometimes the music would just go longer than you expected it to. Like who cares? Mm. So That was funny though. But I will say next year is going to be a whole different situation. And I am very excited because the venue is going to be dope. We're going to make sure that it's not too much traveling distance between where the after party is. It's really not. It's all going to be in one space. Ooh. And so it's all going to be at the, the golfing place. <laughs> no, it's actually going to be at Hard Rock next Ooh. year. Ooh. So we're trying to make that's it a, a whole experience. Oh, that's, that's, that's bad. So y'all gonna that's get bad for me? Oh god, that's that's no, but like you said, it's a bad, awesome. like good bad. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, not yeah. not for my wallet. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure something out. We'll just keep you out. away from the tables. Right. No blackjack for right. you. Or you can get blackjack and we can win a couple of thousand. Yeah, I'm not true. mad at that. Yeah, like, that's right. See, got like, we're gonna do it's gonna you be a whole what? experience. We're gonna make sure people have like hotel yeah. rooms. Like it's gonna be like that, that sounds fun. He doesn't so. need somebody to keep him from the tables. He needs someone to drag him away when he's up. That's true. See, when he's when he's won like five hundred bucks and thinks, you know what, I can win another thousand yeah. right. and then loses it all. I'm an enabler, more. but I'm also very frugal. I will stop you if all you're right, about right, to lose money. There we so go. I'm like in there. But if I'm also making part of I'm getting a cut. Yeah. Uh -huh. We're gonna have a different conversation. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> but no, like I 
it's you should never feel bad that you can't you're not at the capacity to mm-hmm. like give the way everybody's given yeah like your typer's journey should be for you mm-hmm. and whenever you're ready to give more you do and if you're not plug people that's honestly the best thing like talk to young people and be like hey this was, this was a cool place to like yeah. build community one of the things that worked for me with typeros is i wasn't getting opportunities um to work in different spaces and hone my skill set so like volunteering and leading mm-hmm. all these things i was able to translate on my resume like i have community-led leadership and yeah. stuff like that where people see it and they're like dang she's actually she's capable of doing this or leading this or mm-hmm. working this position and if i didn't have typeros I wouldn't have those skill sets yeah. because it like type rules allows you to be cross-functional and mm-hmm. that's more of what we need right now in the workforce where people can do so many different things and they don't have to be either or like yeah. it's just an end oh i can do this and yeah. i can lead a team and i can tell someone to shut the mm-hmm. fuck up when they need to you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like just things like that yeah yeah. Well, I I would um, I all any nonprofit leadership that I've done is because of uh, doing the get on board program. So it's a good program, and yeah. we're actually accepting um, applications right now. Mm-hmm. It's a great program because you know I, I know you know young people mm-hmm. were not sitting on Tulsa no. uh, nonprofit boards for years. So yeah. this is a great pipeline. So if you're young and you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you want like a great leadership experience. Get on a yeah. nonprofit board. We're actually literally giving you the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Apply for that. And by the way, anyone who's listening and on the fence on it, uh, being on a board is not as scary as you think. A lot of the people on the boards don't actually know what they're doing. So you walking All in as a, know what they're doing. as a 20 something or 30 something, you know, talking to a bunch of, you know, 40, 50, 60 year olds. Uh, most clueless. of, you know most of you, them don't know any more than you do on that. Do you know how you know that they don't know? When they start talking about the finance report. Oh, God. Their oh. eyes just glaze over. <laughs> You're just like, hey, you don't know shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I work for nonprofits, and I even I get bored with the financial reports. I'm like, I don't care. I trust yeah. you. Like, tell me about the work you're doing. I don't need to know this. It's yeah. like, I don't care. I trust you. I mean, yes. I would like to say that, but like. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, uh, non-pro- like, nonprofits can only... Uh, steal money from themselves before, uh, for so long before it becomes clearly <laughs> obvious. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, as long as you're not closing in the next six months, mm-hmm. like let's move on to what we're working yeah. on. That part. Yeah. So. But for sure. I got a lot of great stuff for my resume. I learned a lot about what to do as a leader, what not to do as a leader, what good cultures look like, what bad God, cultures look true. like. And oh my God. All of that stuff translates to your work life, your home life, other, other service that you do. So that's, that's something that made a pretty profound impact on me. So yeah. I always tell people about get on board. I always try to. That's such a great program. Yeah. What other programs do we have that I can talk about? Uh, let's see. Another one I always enjoyed. What's it? The the one where where you sort of like adopt an area of town and street cred. Street cred. That was Yo, one that I always. Did you loved. go to street cred this year? I didn't this year. It was no. so cool. Was so it? this year it was on 36th Street. Oh, um yeah. in north tulsa yeah and it did like a, 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 a food truck um like oh like the food truck uh park yes thing? The food okay. truck park. i didn't mm-hmm. realize that was the that was that was, that was street cred awesome. so they had a soft opening and then the week after they had the grand opening and i ate, ate like i ate good <laughs> it was really cool and it's still yeah. going so they partnered with um 36th street north yeah and they partner with typros or the um um sustainability no is with the urbanist with mm-hmm. the urbanist look at me fucking up i'm sorry so they partnered with the urbanist crew and what i loved about this is that you know typos is notorious 
I love my organization, but they're notorious for sometimes going to spaces and telling them what to do versus mm. like, hey, what do you need from us? Because case in point, one of that street cred with the uh, bridging the gap and under the bridge thing was hella stressful. And that was not a good look for type rose. And mm-hmm. we were called out. Mm-hmm. But this was good because, you know, they went into that space and said, hey, how do we honor this in- for the centennial? Like, what would you want to do? And this is what they wanted to do. And it was a great partnership. It was so beautiful. Yeah. And the food was so delicious. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that's really cool. I mean, it's it's one of the programs I like his. I mean, it hasn't always stuck, but there have been parts of town that have actually had significant change. I mean, Pearl District was pretty much nothing before Typros did a street cred there, you know, and yeah. they worked with some of the few local businesses that were there, put in bike lanes and all this stuff. And, you know, that whole area has has grown significantly. Yeah. And then the, the then. one with the street art, too. Mm-hmm. That was also a great street oh, cred. Yeah. My first cool. street cred was on Route 66 and we were planting flowers on like you know where Bama is, yeah. like mm-hmm. that area. Yeah. That's, that's I right, thought that was really cool. Right over yeah, there. That way. You're like, yeah. like which? I'm like which, which direction is this? Yeah. Yeah. You live right close to Route 66. I do. I do. Yeah. It's historical. Mm-hmm. Dope. Which again, uh, can someone explain to me why the Route 66 marathon didn't go along Route 66 for the majority of its time? Questions it that have. need answers. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's get to the bottom of that. I assume it's because Route 66 is blocked from going uh, uh, east right now because there's the, the entire underbridge is completely that is ripped true. Up. But they never do anyways. I'm I know. Just, yeah. It's, they do for a little bit usually, yeah. but yeah. I'm like, why is it on Lewis and Peoria? Like, that makes no sense. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. for reasons. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I did model, I did a promo shoot for them like a few years ago. So I actually have pictures of me looking like I'm running uh-huh. on Route 66. I should post them on social nice. media. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, like the, that one zoo run from like five years ago, still trying to sell us that picture, Chris, of us I trying know. to get our Bluetooth headphones to work. And that thing, which is, it's a great picture. I just yeah. know I could pay $30 for it. But $30? Yeah. I know, right? Can you take a screenshot of it? And just... No, they had the... the you can't. Oh, it the laminated the, thing? It just, it's got the watermark yeah, on it. It's you know, so watermarked. Yeah, uh, boo. yeah I yeah. know. Uh, we'll get around that. Uh, but well, thank you for dealing with, yes. uh, Tulsa, uh, Tulsa stupid traffic where they there close lanes for no reason. They'll <laughs> tell you and also have construction on all of the other routes you could take to a place. Yeah. So like 75 and I 44 is a problem. So she couldn't take that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I'm just yeah. tired of it. Like yeah. Tulsa's official color should be orange because of all the <laughs> damn cones around. Okay. Yeah. And like, don't put those cones up if nothing's happening. Like that, that part that, that, uh, yeah. that annoys me too. I'm like, if nothing's happening today and there's nothing uh-huh. uh, that you have to leave there, then just take those just cones take away for, yeah. for that. How long will it take to put them back up? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I volunteer to pick up those cones for 24 <laughs> hours. If that's what it takes. <laughs> no, I don't volunteer. Pay me. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's where you're right. I'm sorry. My time is valuable. That's right. Period. Uh, time is valuable. Yeah. Yes. I am shit. Even so though I'm not shit. You mentioned uh, get on board. You're taking applications right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do people do that if they want to? Um, so, you, you know, we have the link on our newsletter, which we sent, but we also have it on social media, on Facebook, on the Facebook groups, on Instagram too as well. So first of all, follow Type Rose on Instagram, follow Type Rose on Facebook. We have a page, but then if you want more intricate, like deep connecting connections, sorry, there are groups for the crews that we're on, that we have. So we actually have seven crews right now. We have arts and entertainment, business development, diversity crew government relations, leadership and service, urbanist and sustainability. And so 
I was uh, able to yeah. like say I, all I, of these. I want our listeners to know I did not edit that. She named all of those at the top of her head. Yes. Impressive. Yo, I've been like terrible about it though <clears throat> because I've always forgotten one and it's typically leadership and service. I'm sorry, y'all. But I remember- I liked it better when it was called the Next Gen Leadership Crew. I thought yeah, we said that. That I was a cooler sounding Gen name. Too. I remember when they changed the leadership and service and that was when I was not yeah, in the organization. Like, like you aged out of that Next Gen. You were just the gen then. At the I know, but the that's gen. why I like to- I like the name. That was the crew I was always on, the next gen leadership crew. It I was like giving that. me like Star Trek vibes. I was gonna say, like, did, did they yeah. play the Star Trek song? Like, <laughs> the should have. I would have done that. Yeah. Listen, so. fellow nerd here, even though I can't do the finger thing, I can't no. do it either, but you can see all my Star Trek stuff. So, there you go. Uh, don't be a show off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and my little Yeah, you've got all this, that. and I can do this <laughs> yeah, with my hands. So, yeah. well, Zachary Quinto can't do it either. So, oh, really? Yeah. I feel a lot better now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, that's why they never, they never do a shot where you can see him and his hand at the same time doing <laughs> it. It's always like from behind. You got a stunt or, hand. You know what they really do? They st- really stick like a, yeah, they like a, tape them. The tape them yeah. or they do an invisible yeah. rubber band. Uh, I wanted to do that so bad as a kid. I was like, let me just do an like, yeah. invisible because I can uh, only do the two and then uh, this one yeah. is like not. Well, and like they have to teach that at rabbinical school because it's a Jewish thing and I'm like, really? so the rabbis, oh, have to, yeah. rabbis have to tape their fingers together so that they're able to do it. What? So, yeah. Like uh, when uh when I was bar mitzvah, kind of like, hurts actually to do it yeah. for very long. Yeah, there's a like, moment at the end where the rabbi like gives you a personal blessing that only you hear, and they do that on both sides so of your head. Crazy. And that's they that, go that's like where, this. Yeah, like this. Yeah, so I'm making fun of the good. fact that you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just uh, trifling. Come on, come on, cut that part out. Yeah. Um, I'm crying. <laughs> um, but yes. The, so okay, so uh, other than uh, get on board and connecting on social media, are there any other? Um, upcoming events or announcements that people should look out for? I mean, we're pretty much wrapped up for the year. We're just doing like more process improvement, get ready for next year because it's going to be a wild ride. Mm -hmm. Y'all, first of all, me being the first black chair, I'm very excited. I'm also, I'm not nervous, but I'm like, it's it's very different because Mm -hmm. obviously I don't look like the past chairs and my counterparts, but at the same time, I feel like it's going to be hella great. Like it's going to be super fun, super intense. People are going to do great things. The parties are going to be fun as hell. So if there is a time, there was a time that you had to join Type Rose, it's now. (laughs) (laughs) And that's on period. Thanks, Jesse. There you go. Uh, but thank you for joining us today. And mm-hmm. hopefully the traffic won't be so bad on your way home. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be much better because everybody's probably drinking or home right now, stuffing their face with food, which I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, would, I could go for a pizza for real. Yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy, um, what does Marcia call it? Um, Colonizer Day? Yeah. No, no that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, happy not Colonizer Day. I mean, that is true. Come on, <laughs> the pilgrims and the Indians. Yeah. Hey, well, fuck yeah. that shit. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we don't do that here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Pilgrims. Go fuck yourself. All yeah. right. <laughs> Hot takes from Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> pilgrims are the worst. Right. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Thank you all for listening to our amazing episode with Abba Hammond. Uh, if you aren't already on Typro's list, get on it. It's an awesome list to be on. Follow them on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I swear in 2022, Pot for Good will do better at Instagram. We're going to TikTok. We're going to try really hard. And TikTok. We're gonna, we will try. We will attempt them. We will do the best we can. Again, if you are eligible, please get your booster vaccine shot. 
And I mean, like basically everyone's eligible at this point. Yeah, literally everyone's eligible. So if you don't do it, you're just being an a-hole for no reason. Let's get, let's get this over with. So when it's no longer cold outside, we can just go out and not have to stress about it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? Anyway, I hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving for those listening on day one of this episode. And uh, please make sure to like and subscribe, Pod for Good, wherever you get your podcast. Telsa, as always, get done. Broken Arrow, get your shit together. And please wear a mask. 